0: Welcome to Business Spotlight on Money Radio WPSE. Business Spotlight is heard weekly at this time on 1450 AM and 107.1 FM. Today, Dr. Ralph Ford, Chancellor at Penn State Barron, sits down with Mark Rose, Director of Aerospace Operations at the Lord Corporation. Welcome to Barron Talks on WPSC AM 1450 Money Radio. My name is Dr. Ralph Ford and my guest today is a very special guest, one of our really close corporate partners that is Mark Rose from Lord Corporation. Welcome here,
1: Mark. Good afternoon, Ralph. Thank you for having me here.
0: Well, we're, we're really happy to have you here today. Let me just Give a little bit of background about your impressive bio. So Mark is the Director of Aerospace Operations at Lord Corporation. i like to tell everybody you oversee the whole plant
1: out there. I do. Thank you. Yes. That's a big job, and it's a big deal. Keeps me busy.
0: Well, we'll get into some of what that is. Let me say a little bit more. You're an Erie native. You've managed the facilities not only in Erie, but Sagertown and Cabern Springs and in Dayton, Ohio. And you've got a lot of connection to Penn State, but uh, you've served... Uh, and helped us very a great deal here as cha- vice chair of our industrial advisory board for our growing manufacturing masters of manufacturing management program uh, for which we truly appreciate so again, welcome here thank you so let 's talk a little bit let 's start out just with a little overview of Lord I know a lot of people in our community know you, but it's tremendous the the breadth and depth of what you do you're known for your work in the aerospace industry, adhesives coatings vibrations so You tell us, how do you describe to people when they ask, what does Lord do? How do you you tell them that?
1: Well, we have a very broad product line, uh, and it's probably best uh, described breaking into two two sections. One is uh, our division that's called our our Dynamics uh, Systems Systems Division. Mm -hmm. And uh, those are discrete products that are made to either reduce vibration or promote or control motion. And those are on all different types of vehicles, airplanes, helicopters, boats, tractors, uh, other types of uh, agricultural equipment. Then the other side of our business is called performance materials. Mm-hmm. And it is not a discrete product, but rather it is uh, types of coatings or adhesives or other uh, electrical co- electrically conductive materials. So we have a very broad product line that serves a very, very broad market. Uh, again, going from automotive to aerospace to industrial, and uh, throughout a number of consumer goods that really uh, you can't see in the end product, Mm -hmm. but are in there making that product work successfully.
0: So it's fair to say there's a lowered product in every automobile on the face of the earth, or almost, is that correct? Uh,
1: Almost, yes. Our adhesives are broadly used within the automotive industry and within components that go into automotive uh, vehicles.
0: And I assume the fact that you're in so many, you're in industrial, you're in commercial, you're in aerospace, so when the economy goes up and down, does, I assume this is a, is a net positive for you. Nobody is buffeted against all of the forces, but this allows you to have a diverse portfolio?
1: It does, and that, that's really a beauty of, of the way the corporation is structured. Um, because we're so diverse, uh, if there's impact on, um, on automotive, uh, there's very often the aerospace segment is going strong oh. or uh, the, the industrial segment may be up. But uh, aerospace may be down slightly, but uh, we're typically buffeted from, um, uh, from complete uh, impact mm-hmm. uh, across our products because of the diversity that, that we have. Plus, our global reach uh, allows um, expansion or sales to occur uh, across the globe, uh, which also creates uh, diversity in, in uh, our markets.
0: Yeah, one of the things that fascinates me is Lord. Likes to make sure all your senior executives spend some time overseas. Is that true?
1: That is correct. Uh, it is. It was an initiative started a number of years ago by uh, our uh, CEO at the time, uh, Rick McNeil, mm-hmm. and he felt that since Lord was a global um, a global company, that we needed to have experiences at the senior leadership level that um, reflected uh, the global awareness. And so, um, most all of our senior executives have experiences that uh, have taken place either in our other um, locations across the globe or in uh, customer-facing roles uh, in other parts of the globe.
0: It makes a huge difference in terms of them understanding the market, understanding the people. It's a whole different perspective change that I'm sure happens. Some of them had global experience, but I don't think you really understand it until you live overseas.
1: No, and I I personally have not had a direct um, overseas experience, but I've uh, worked closely with uh, different international customers, mm-hmm. uh, particularly on the aerospace side of the business, and certainly culture uh, influences uh, decisions. Uh, culture influences collaboration mm-hmm. and getting to know uh, the the different um, kind of working environments and the different uh, cultural aspects of the different customers that we work with is a very unique. Uh, aspect in what we deal with. Yeah, there's a lot you take
0: for granted, but then you speak to others from around the world and you realize there really are different ways of looking at a problem. There, there different are. Different ways that teams work around the world. They don't all work the same we do here.
1: No, and and we're all in different time zones, and so you need to manage uh, manage your schedules to work with uh, customers in Asia or customers uh, in Europe and, uh, and make sure we're meeting their needs as a supplier for critical equipment.
0: Well, I'd like to shift now to back to Erie, Pennsylvania, because as we know, Lord has a really storied history. You're a 94-year-old corporation. Uh, in the last several years, you know, the last 10 years, you've made some significant commitments to the region, and let me just run through them. As you well know, uh, the company, you, you began a five-year. It's an $80 million expansion in Sagertown. Uh, you also... Uh, You were personally responsible for overseeing the move from the old Lord facilities here in town. I hate to call them old. Uh, You had that really modern uh, laboratory to where you are up on Robison Road. And that was, um, you know, hundreds of million dollars worth of investment. It's a tremendous one. So, I mean, uh, why invest so much in Erie, PA?
1: Well, uh, as you know, our route started in Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, Hugh Lord founded the company in 1924. Uh, and, um, and that's where uh, our legacy began in Erie. Mm-hmm. And our original manufacturing facility, or our, our, the most substantial original mm-hmm. manufacturing facility, was at the location of 12th and Green Garden. Yeah. We were there for 87 years, and uh, our project team joked that uh, a company our size deserves the opportunity mm-hmm. to build a, a new plant once every 87 years. Mm-hmm. So uh, we took that opportunity uh, in 2012. Uh, when the facility became available here on Robinson Road, um, we acquired um, the facility mm-hmm. and we uh, embarked on a three-year plan uh, to uh, both expand it and modernize it to the point to make it a, a state-of-the-art facility for our employees uh, and our customers. Um, I think at the time there were a lot of considerations as to where the facility should be built. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, many of those uh, considered locations outside of the state of Pennsylvania and outside of the locale of Erie. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when it came back to it, um, Erie was the most attractive uh, location for a couple of reasons. But probably the most important reason was the people. And um, the the knowledge and skill set of the employees that we have in Erie, Pennsylvania is second to none. And uh, it was felt that uh, no economic um, uh, influences could overcome um, the, the loss of the critical knowledge of the employees we have. And so that that was really a, a really key element in the decision to to remain in Erie, and, and I feel it was uh, an absolute great decision.
0: Well, that's great to hear, because sometimes we, we get focused on the nice, shiny buildings. And by the way, it is a tremendous facility, and we can talk about that. But... As you know, I've had a long-term connection to Lord here, just being a faculty member and in my different positions at Barron. And I'm just always impressed by the people I meet there in that you have a very, what to me is a very clear corporate culture where people care about the customers but also the community. and But they're very creative. That whole idea of innovation is just wound throughout Lord. whoever I speak to.
1: It is. It's, it's within our DNA. It was uh, kind of bred through our founders, and uh, I think everyone um, – really enjoys keeping that um, that aspect of our culture alive today.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about you a little bit. You've been at Lord for more than 30 years. You joined in 1998, or excuse me, 1988. So tell me, what drew you to the company, and what's been your path through Lord Corporation?
1: Well, I was born and raised in Erie. Uh, I went to Penn State um, in um, my undergraduate and graduate uh, degrees. And um, I had uh, some family needs that uh, it was important for me to, to find a location in Erie. I uh, was aware of Lord and other employers in the area, and I did a, a good bit of interviewing in mm-hmm. the area. And I had some different opportunities, but Lord really um, fit what I was looking for in the fact that uh, they were truly a manufacturing company. And my degree... Uh, was in industrial engineering and then i uh, followed with manufacturing engineering so i wanted to to get into making things mm-hmm. and I, that's what that's what uh, i enjoy about my role and about lord is is we're a manufacturing company and so um that really excited me and the fact that uh, we were in aerospace and did a lot of traditional hardcore manufacturing and uh, it was an exciting opportunity and uh and led to many opportunities within uh, Erie as well as other locations within Lord, and uh, it's just proven to be such a great place to work.
0: Yeah, you've clearly made an impact, and uh, as I said, running the plant out there, I'm sure, is no uh, small deal. So, what's a what's a day in the life of Mark Rose look like?
1: Well, uh, the the thing about being in operations is there's no two days that are like, and. Um, it, pro- it provides a variety of activity and uh, challenges and, uh, and rewarding opportunities every day. Um, in operations, you know, we're ma- manufacturing products, so uh, things are moving every day. Uh, you're managing uh, bottlenecks. You're managing uh, staffing, uh, uh, the supply chain, a uh, variety of different aspects. Yeah. And that, it just, it so provides challenging variety. It's a and fun, huh? Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm blessed to be surrounded by really great people and that that's what makes it rewarding.
0: So let's go back, let's continue on with this discussion about what's uh, happening in Erie. We hear a lot about brain drain, but it seems to me that a lot of students, we the, the people in Erie, a lot of just great talent here, but they, they tend to stay. Is that what you see as well? Do you have great connections with the universities? I know we do with Barron, but what do you see with that, that talent pipeline?
1: Uh, we do have great connections with uh, Barron and other local u- universities. Um, we really have a focus on trying to recruit from a geographic area surrounding uh, Erie um, in an effort to retain um, mm-hmm. good skills um, our belief is that if we are recruiting from an area that uh, is similar in climate and culture uh, to where we work that uh, we first we know we're gonna to we're have uh, good luck finding a lot of talent mm-hmm. and secondly, uh, we have seen that we have a much greater ability to retain those individuals because they're aware of the environment and the surroundings and the company that uh, that they'll be joining, and so um, we uh, come to Penn State Barron frequently when we're looking for for new talent, and we've had a large amount of success with uh, the hires that we've made in in the last many years.
0: Well, we're we're <clears throat> proud to be part of that, and but what you're saying is what we hear from. So many employers in this region, it is great to bring in talent from the outside and you you want to do that, Uh, but if you can find really talented people who have connections to the region, they'll stay. It's a great region, there's so much to do and they appreciate it, and they tend to then become long-term employees uh, for corporations. And My guess is the average tenure at Lloyd Corporation is pretty high.
1: It is. Uh, I'm estimating now, but I believe our average tenure is in the uh, 16 to 17 year range for current employees. Um, we have uh, an organization that we call the Quarter Century Club at Lord, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it honors and recognizes all employees that have uh, been uh, with the corporation for over 25 years. Uh, we currently have 1,012 members in wow. our Quarter Century Club, so it's, uh, it's a very uh, thriving organization, and we're very proud of that, uh, both the fact that um, the corporation uh, operates in a manner that employees want to stay, mm-hmm. and that employees... Uh, feel that the environment and the challenge is rewarding enough that they want to stay and that's not very common um, in uh, employment uh, history today to have employees stay that long but we've been very successful in that realm.
0: Yeah and I think I recall you have a wall where you put everybody's name up. We do. On the wall. We do. Reached 25 years and it stays there in perpetuity. Exactly and then
1: we, we update it every year as as individuals progress with their years of service.
0: So I think that's probably what has kept you in Erie as well, is that you like the corporation in the area as well.
1: I do. Um, I, I was born and raised in Erie, as I said. Uh, I like the environment. It's a great place to raise children. Uh, Lord has been a great employer. I've been blessed with many different opportunities, and I'm surrounded by great people. And um, when you can go to work with great people every day, you enjoy what you do, and, and it makes you want to stay. You can't
0: ask for any more, right? No. That's, that's, that's a great, great opportunity. Well, so as we said earlier, you invested in that new plant in 2012, uh, and you put 100 million dollars into the new Robison Road facility. And may I ask, how is it going? Has that driven growth? Has how has that changed the corporation? Uh,
1: it has been a fabulous success. Um, we uh, we've now it's hard to believe, but we've, we're now in our sixth year since we moved. We officially moved in uh, and started in 2015, but we had a lot of operation going on in 2014. Um, the plant, uh, our sales has have grown every year since we've been there. Uh, our employment uh, has been, ve- been very strong, uh, and the facility is just um, an outstanding state-of-the-art facility. And uh, it has uh, been recognized uh, by our suppliers and our customers when they come through uh, that they want to continue to do business with Lord, and they seek this facility out as a place uh, where they would like their products to be built. That
0: is so important that you have, you know, your suppliers, they come check you out. They want to see what you have there. And I've been out there, you know, numerous times. It is a state-of-the-art facility, and the laboratories are phenomenal, and you've got a lot of room for growth. So if you need to, you can continue to
1: grow. We do, and that that's part of the beauty as well. Uh, I think uh, this location is, is very well suited. It's close to uh, the interstates. It's great for logistics. Uh, again, we're in an area where we can attract talent and we have room to grow a lot of room to grow there and uh so we're we're suited uh for opportunities to come our way and be able to expand into those now my next question is one i think you've probably heard a lot
0: which is how in the heck did you move everybody you you're you're attributed as being i think the leader who brought it you know moved everyone from the other plants there how did you make such a complicated move happen over uh several years and I know it took a huge team to do that, but it just seems like a monumental task to make that move.
1: Well, it was it was uh, a, a good bit of work, um, but we, we had a very talented team. There were 20 individuals that worked on the design of the team, mm. and they designed the plant. It was a three-year plan. Year one was the design uh, of the facility and the layout. Year two was the con- uh, construction of the infrastructure. So we literally gutted the facility uh, when we started. And then mm-hmm. put in all of the utilities and infrastructure uh, necessary to operate. And year three was the year of the move, where we moved, uh, we installed some new equipment, and then we also began moving existing equipment from the 12th Street facility piece mm-hmm. by piece. Mm-hmm. Um, we never shut down the 12th Street facility. We did not have a single op- single disruption in our operation wow. over the course of that year. So we would move one piece of equipment or multiple pieces of equipment. Um, but then not move others until those were started up, validated, and, and had uh, safe runoffs um, demonstrating the quality of the product. So we, we were basically operating both facilities simultaneously. And we kind of joked it's like changing, uh, changing a flat tire while still driving the vehicle. So uh, wow. <laughs> it, was, it was challenging, but it, it turned out to be very rewarding in, in the end product that we have.
0: Well, that speaks to the innovative culture at Lord, and I wanted to switch to that because, Lord, you know, you pride yourself very much on innovation. But innovation means you supply solutions to your customers, and the product that seems to really loom large in your history is this one called ChemLock. Uh, so if you could tell us a bit about that. And it was invented by your former chairman, Don Allstatt.
1: Yes. So ChemLock is the trade name for our adhesive and the adhesive is used to bond rubber to metal. And uh, it is actually a chemical bond that occurs um, between the elastomer product and the adhesive and primer onto the metal substrate. Um, And that product uh, was born out of uh, original solutions provided by uh, Hugh Lord. Mm -hmm. When uh, Hugh Lord uh, founded the company, he was a patent attorney, and the solution that he was developing was uh, a vibration isolator to remove noise from trolley cars as they were going down the streets of Erie. And that involved bonding rubber to metal. And so, over the period of time while that discrete solution was provided, uh, Lord was developing an adhesive that, that would facilitate that bonding. And that, that adhesive eventually was uh, commercialized and patented by Don Allstadt, who was a key figure in our growth. And we have lots of variations on Chemlock, mm-hmm. um, but Chemlock is the trade name. And then ultimately, um, a decision was made to begin to commercialize Chemlock broadly, both across uh, the United States as well as globally, uh, which has made Chemlock uh, the global brand that is known today.
0: That's what's amazing to me is I, there. There's no single Chemlock product, right? It's a it's a product line. And it still drives, you're still innovating with that product, and it still drives a lot of your growth.
1: Yes. And, and it's based on the type of materials that are being used. And so uh, we'll have different variations on the product depending on the type of elastomer compound or the type of metal substrate that's being used. Uh, uh, and it, it's really developed around the needs that our customers have.
0: And did you did you personally know Don step I did.
1: I did. Don was a, a very... Charismatic individual, uh, brilliant uh, individual, a great leader, and uh, I knew him um, uh, well through the course of my career um, uh, in various aspects. It's clear his uh, his legacy looms large there, and it
0: remains part of the company today. It it is very much so. I'm just fascinated by this magneto magneto rheological fluid. Product that you have that's so that's everywhere, and it was very great and innovative story about how it even came into being. Can you tell us what what is this MR fluid? What's it about?
1: So MR fluid uh, stands for magneto fluid, and it is a fluid, a proprietary uh, fluid that suspends uh, very fine iron particles within the fluid, and the viscosity of that fluid can be changed by passing uh, different levels of magnetic fields over it. Mm -hmm. So in other words, uh, without the presence of a magnetic field, the material flows rather smoothly. Uh, If you increase the magnetic field, then you can stiffen the flow of the material, ultimately to the point where you can solidify it with a very, very strong magnetic field. So we use the MR fluid in a variety of different devices to provide different damping, Mm -hmm. um, especially in uh, seat dampeners, it is used uh, in the Corvette um, as uh, as magnetic um, damping systems and there are many other uh, vehicle models that use magnetic damping systems within them uh, and they all utilize Lord MR fluid. So does this replace the shock absorber
0: that you typically see in a car and when you say it, damping?
1: Yes it can um, and, and really it provides active damping so the way it works is there's sensors in the vehicle that sense vibration or bumps in the road if you will and then it sends uh, magnetic responses back to the dampers which changes the viscosity of the damping system Mm -hmm. which smooths the ride and so it's live real-time so it's it's a rather high-end type of uh, vibration isolation system but it's very effective
0: well I'll tell you I've seen some of the demos there's one video you show and I don't know if it's online, where you have the Humvee driving over this course and they show it with just traditional shock absorbers. And then they show it with the MR fluid in like this combat type situation. And it's, it's phenomenal what you can do with this, quote, active feedback technology.
1: Yes, it's, it's very, very dramatic. Um, it's also used in some other devices. We call them tactile feedback devices or TFD devices. And there are many fork trucks or many other uh, material handling vehicles that uh, use this where uh, they are driven by joysticks Mm -hmm. and the joysticks require tactile feedback um, so to give the user some resistance um, in the use of the the steering device and we use mr fluid uh, in those devices um, to give the the operator a feel for how they're moving in the direction and and a resistance that's kind of intuitive you know i drove one i had the
0: the great uh, opportunity one time to actually drive one of those huge mining trucks uh, at the proving grounds, when I was at uh, uh, visiting one of our other corporate sponsors one time, and it was clear to me that while I was driving it, I wasn't really turning the wheels. But I, my guess is that that was the same sort of technology that was giving me feedback so I could yes. drive that thing. I mean, it was just a huge vehicle,
1: and that's it's critical. It's not you, you wouldn't think that that's needed, but it uh, it's critical for a user to have that tactile feedback to to really gauge their interaction with control devices, and that's a great use of MR Fluid. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, really, really is just, I, I love that technology. But let's switch back to uh, employees. Uh, quite a few of your employees come from, from Penn State Behrends, and I believe that we may be your largest single supplier of talent across the corporation, and if not, we're, we're awfully close to it. And you're here at career fairs, uh, you sponsor many projects. What qualities do you look for in graduates in the recruiting?
1: So, uh, there's a handful of qualities that we look for, and, and we've always found uh, tremendous talent at Penn State Barron and, and uh, um, in the different uh, disciplines that we recruit from. Uh, a lot of things we're looking for, though, are abilities with uh, individuals with the ability to work in teams, mm-hmm. to collaborate, also, individuals that are uh, intellectually curious, mm-hmm. um, the, the ability to think about. How how might I solve this problem? Uh, to step out and take the uh, the initiative to say I identify an opportunity, and this is what I'm going to do uh, to take action to to, uh, fix, it. to fix it. Yeah, and um, so we're we're looking for individuals that that have the ability to learn, work great in teams, and have the the intellectual curiosity to uh, to further their own skills when they see a need um, in the environment they're working.
0: You know. When I, start, I worked at IBM for a while and one of my greatest revelations was, I, and I remember it well, I was working on a really complicated project, but it was finally the realization, oh they don't have this all figured out. I just figured when I walked in, everyone had this all figured out and they would tell me what to do. And that was, a re- that was truly when I was in my 20s, that was a big change in my mindset. Oh. I have to solve these problems for them. That's why they hire me. And I know it sounds silly, but you have to tell students that, and I think we heard that in your discussions with them earlier today. Look for the problem and try to solve it that others can't see.
1: Yes, and and I think what can set individuals apart is when they can see a problem or find a problem and then step up to say, I I want to do something about it or take the initiative to lead uh, the effort to do something about it. And, and you know, many times we don't know the problems that we're going to encounter in developing a new product, and it's the ability to see those and then and then adapt either the design or the manufacturing process to make that effective.
0: Yeah. And as you said as well, you've really got to know your field well, whether whatever that is, but it's those skills that cut across. It's the ability to work with others, the ability to communicate, know something about other people's cultures. Those really set you apart, don't they?
1: Absolutely. Um, Everything we do is, is within teams or in collaboration, and uh, there's very few individuals that have their own job and all they do is, is work individually, and so you've got to be able to work with others and, and develop your ideas together.
0: So maybe you've already answered my next question, but I want to just dig a little deeper. If there was just one trait that you would say somebody should have that makes them stand out, would that be that curiosity? That, so they can advance in Lord Corporation? That's what I look for. Yeah.
1: The, the the curiosity and um, and the desire to just step up and say, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the initiative to do this.
0: Yeah. Well Lord, you engage with our students in a lot of ways. The engineering senior design project, you've been a longtime sponsor. Our chemistry program, you have scholarships there tied to internship experiences. Why do you invest so heavily in getting involved with our students
1: even before they graduate? Well, first of all, it's, it's important that we all develop um, the workforce of the future, mm-hmm. and whether that's at the elementary school or middle school or high school level, and certainly we want individuals coming out of the universities to be highly skilled. And uh, I think it's important for industry to provide feedback to the educational institutions to know the kind of skills we're looking for, mm-hmm. uh, to certainly help foster those skills, foster the programs that will develop uh, those needs. And uh, and also, um, it doesn't hurt to begin to look at talent um, sure. as uh, individuals are involved in projects or individuals come on site for internships, and they're the future employees. And um, the earlier you can see them, um, the earlier you can identify future leaders um, and uh, and hopefully uh, encourage them to come work for, for Lord Corporation one day.
0: Well, we're coming to the end of our time, so I'll give you an opportunity. Is there anything else you'd like to add today, Mark?
1: Well, I would just say on, on behalf of Lord Corporation, uh, I'm uh, blessed to be involved in the relationship historically with Penn State Behrend. Uh I know uh, many uh, Lord leaders have been involved with, with uh, the university, and uh, we have a long tradition, and I'm, I'm happy to have been a part of that, and I look forward to continuing in that role. Um, you do provide a great product in the students' Uh, and services that that come from the University and uh, we really appreciate the relationship we have and I look forward to to working closely together as we move forward in the future
0: well thank you those are very kind words and I'll echo them back Uh, Lord is just a great partner uh, for Penn State Behrend and we just enjoy working with you and the opportunities it brings and you know I think it's uh, one of those just mutually beneficial long-term partnerships and uh, Lord is their commitment to the community. is just outstanding. So I will say on behalf of Barron and the community, we really appreciate what Lord Corporation does. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Business Spotlight on Money Radio WPSE. Join us again on Saturday morning at 9.30 a.m. for an encore presentation of the Business Spotlight with Dr. Ralph Ford, Chancellor at Penn State Barron.